Witchy and Weird, I am joined by Jesse Susanna Carnets, aka The Money Witch, who brings capitalism critical, shame-free education to healers, hustlers, and creatives in order to catalyze their change in their financial lives. She believes healing our finances will bring blessings to our lives, our lineages, and our communities. She offers education, money magic projects, intuitive financial coaching and tax preparation online and in the Bay Area on unceded Ohlone at land and does it all with impeccable business lady style. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much. Yeah, so I'm really excited to have you here. I don't know if you get this a lot, but I feel like you're like a celebrity in the witch community. <laughs> oh my God, no, I don't think anyone ever said that. I mean, sometimes people are like, you're famous. And I am like, I'm really not, I'm like micro famous. <laughs> um, but no. Yeah, so I'm excited to have you on here. Um, I know you have like a book coming out soon. So we get mm-hmm. to talk about that and- your process and I think your book covers a lot of the questions I wanted to ask anyways so um I guess like my first question for you would be like how your journey to like getting to claiming the title of money witch yeah I I think that I guess it kind of chose me I mean (laughs) really okay so in 2012 and I go into this a little bit in the book right kind of like what's the money which origin story um but in 2012 I was um just like having a real you know tower death year and I I was we were getting evicted from like a big communal house that we had lived in for a long time I had my kid was two I was married and um I decided I wanted to get divorced and it was just very chaotic, but I also had not been really like working outside of being a parent for about three years. And I have a really like eclectic labor toolbox, but you know, it's like, you gotta just, and, and a bit of a like entrepreneurial brain. So I just was sort of like, okay, what's, what am I going to do? And I tried a bunch of different things. Like I was like, Oh, I'll go back to dancing. And it was very like divinely guided. Like it's like, I like twisted my ankle mm. before I could even get on stage audition. I was like selling um, like joints and margaritas in the park with my sister for a few months. And that was a great, like, actually we we're doing great, but we got like really weirdly arrested. And then um, I started two businesses. I, oh, I like applied for a position at an organization that I liked, you know, it was like, I tried all these things. And then I was like, okay, I'll start a business. And I started two businesses at the same time, actually. And one of them was a postpartum doula practice. Hmm. And one of them was money, Witch, which builds off of, you know, things I do have history doing and did have some skill set doing. Um, and I actually like, there was like a handful of names. I, I can't find the email, but I remember it's probably like tucked in my hotmail somewhere, you know, <laughs> but I remember 
like emailing a bunch of friends being like, you know, here's 10 business names, like which one do you like the best and money, which was like on the list, you know? So I feel like sometimes, I mean, I am the money, witch. I am a money, witch, and also sometimes when I introduce myself, I say, I run a business called money, Witch, you know, because ultimately it's like, that's kind of how it started um, before it kind of morphed into almost like an avatar. I feel mm. like, you know, I kind of am like, oh, money, Witch is like my avatar in the world. Um, and the money part and the witch part kind of come separate, which I could tell you the story <laughs> of, but it will take a long time. So, I mean, I'm happy to do it. It's up to you. You guide it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like really, I was, so I was looking through your book and I love that you're really focused on like healing through money. I feel like a lot of the spiritual community, it's about like manifesting with money and not addressing like, well, maybe I have some blocks or maybe I have some negative associations. So I'd love to hear more about like your philosophy or like how you came to this, like I want to help people like heal their money stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think of what I do. The large part of what I do is financial shadow work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think, you know, your money is a gateway into, Mm -hmm. you know, your shadow, right? Into the inside of you and, and other things too, your motivations, your desires and um, your history and, Um, there's many gateways that you could take, but this is one of them. And I got interested in it because before money, which I had another business, I started forming it in 2008, I think, um, with a, a business partner, two business partners. And, um, it was like a financial services business. Mm -hmm. It's called brass tax. And, um, I started doing bookkeeping for like some uh, nonprofit Mm. orgs a little bit. And I just got really intrigued by how, you know, in that position, you kind of like go to the organization once a month and you're like, okay, well, here's the checklist of stuff that I was like, Hey, cool. If you want to, if you're, if you want your finances to like be going great. And this is not even people's personal finances, right? This is like the, the finances of the organization, the, the organism of the organization And you'd be like, okay, just do these five things this month, you know, to make, keep all the receipts in the folder and do this and this and this. Mm -hmm. And then you like go back every month and it's like, did you do those things? No, you know? And I was like, why? Like, why? When we know, you know, when we know like what we want and then it's like, oh, well, here's what you do to get there. Even when it's pretty bite-sized, a lot of times we just don't do it. So, Mm -hmm. and I was like, why? Like really why? Because, and that's the issue. Like that's what's going to help people have better finances, financial lives is like trying to help them unlock the behavioral blocks, the emotional, spiritual blocks, the ancestral blocks that because, you know, that are preventing people from implementing the tools that they might already have access to, you know, because it's like, you can get, there's a million blogs about how to have a budget, how to do your bookkeeping, you know, how to save for an emergency fund, how to whatever. But it's like, we don't even want it almost. It like (laughs) runs off 
our feathers or something. We're like, oh no, not that. And then we're like, I don't know how to budget. But like, no, not those like 10,000 blogs about budgeting. Like, no, you know. So like, why? I don't know. I'm nosy. So probably that's why I'm here. (laughs) No, that's, I like that way of looking at it. Cause I think that's a lot easier to, to just look at like the behaviors you're already having around your money. And then if you're feeling like you said, like some kind of resistance to doing the thing, like just asking why, where does this come from? I feel like I've never heard it more simply put. Um, <laughs> so no, that's really awesome. Cause I feel like with the overwhelming confusion that people experience, like having the simplicity of like, just ask yourself like, why? <laughs> then you well, can the answers. Otherwise it just, most people just flip it into shame automatically, right? Like it's a subconscious conversation for the most part, but it's like, oh, why am I not budgeting? Well, I guess it's because I'm bad with money. I'm a terrible person. I'm irresponsible. I'm lazy, you know, which is just all kind of coded shame words, right? Like there's something wrong with me, but I'm like, well, or there's something wrong with the you know the tools the idea the system that it's set within and also yeah it's always more subtle and intricate like that like shame is never really true right because there's nothing inherently wrong with like who anyone is so it can't be like oh well why you're not doing your budgeting is because something's like inherently wrong with you you know um so there has to be like a more sophisticated answer Mm. So when you're like, when you're asking why, did you, did you start when you started Money Witch, did you like immediately say like, this is what I want to help people with was the why or because I know a lot of people when they start their business, they're usually doing it on themselves. Like for me, I did a bunch of inner child healing, you know, for myself. And I was like, I need to like bring this to other people. Like, I feel like maybe it sounds like it was a a reverse for you because you're working with other businesses and then you're like no, this is a thing that I'm seeing a pattern in other businesses. Yeah, I, the why was the work that I wanted to do. And I did also offer, like when I began Money Witch, I did tax preparation, I did bookkeeping, and then I did what I call intuitive financial coaching. So I've always done that from the beginning over time, I dropped the bookkeeping and then, um, over more time, because I like, I'm still wrapping up some old Mm. situations, but I stopped doing taxes. Like this is the first tax season that I'm not doing taxes Mm. as a tax preparer. Um, and, and have just started, you know, being like, okay, I'm just going to exclusively do like the coaching, the teaching, you know, the, the writing, the thinking, the talking, um, but yeah, it was that, that why, like I wanted to help people work through, work through things and not just, not just do the practical part. I think it has been really helpful to also be able to offer the practical part, right? Cause a lot of times it's like, okay, yeah, the mindset piece, but then also, you know, it's like, you need the actual bookkeeping knowledge or you need the actual tax knowledge also. Um, but I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move into doing this healing work. And my website from that time has been healerfinances.com. And then over the last two years, like I finally eventually bought moneywitch.com and um am about like literally probably by the time this episode comes out, I'll be over at moneywitch.com with a really beautiful new website. I'm very excited mm-hmm. about. Um, but that heal your finances has always been the 
the premise. Nice. So for people who are listening, who want to like begin their money healing journey, like what advice would you give to them? Or like, do you have a thing that you're like, okay, start here. Hmm. I think, I mean, just a little mindfulness, you know, so, and, and really it's like shadow work or any of that ultimately at the end of the day, it's like self-awareness, right? So, you know, when we're doing meditation or we're doing shadow work or we're doing, you know, dream work or we're doing tarot, you know, astrology, it's really always, you know, ultimately leads to just like this larger, you know, value premise of self-awareness. So I would say just something that is in service of self-awareness, but that could be a very light form of it. And I think a few options that come to mind would be either like just taking a week and saying like, you know, every time I interact with money, so it could be like, I pay the bill at a restaurant. I have to talk to my roommates about, you know, the, the power bill I'm paying my, you know, student loan bill online. I get paid. Um, I online shop, just notice, just notice, you know, like just be like, I'm going to take one second and just check in, like check in with my body. How do I feel my body? What kind of mindset am I in right now? Like, are there any thoughts or feelings that are coming up? Are there any like voices that pop into my head? Hmm. And I think even just that noticing, you know, and if you wanted to, you could jot it down in a journal, you could um, make a note in your phone, something like that. I think just that noticing will bring a lot of information actually. And I love the reason I said do it for one week is to me, I think with habits, I mean, I'm like Aries, I have a lot of Aries. I'm like (laughs) Aries, sun, Venus, and Mars. And for me, it's like things that I'm going to have to do daily, like forever. (laughs) Like I I don't, I can't, I don't want to. Um, So I think it's like surprising how much benefit you can do out of, um, get out of doing something just for like a limited amount of time. And it makes it feel more manageable, right? Like if you're like, I have to transform my relationship to money. And now I have to think every time I ever spend money, I have to be mindful of it. You know, it's like, actually you don't like, what if you just did it for one day, you know, just see how you feel, check in like as a starting point. Mm, I like that. So then what would be like next steps? Like I realize, like every time I online shop, I spend an hour online shopping. I add all this stuff to my cart and then I'm like, no, I can't spend that money on myself and I <laughs> get rid of it. You know, like you start mm-hmm. to recognize these patterns. Cause I know like in your book, you talk about like how to break this down, how to like tools for healing that. So yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you do next? I mean, in, well, I, I'm going to speak to it two different ways. One, like for in that particular situation, I, you know, it's the why, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? Cause a couple different things could be happening. One, it could just be like, um, I like to add things to my cart. Like it could be a very like self-loving, self-protective energy, right. Of, of, of like savings. Like I really do like to online shop, but you know, I don't actually need this stuff and my savings is my priority or, you know, this other going on this trip is my priority or whatever it is. Um, so 
I feel like this was a game called online shopping and that was fun. And that's a, that's a tool I can use as just like something to have fun and relax. Okay. That could be one thing that's happening. And at that point it's like, oh, well, maybe I have a sort of like curatorial mind and I like to style things and like, maybe I could get into like doing Pinterest or Mm. or I could get into like, you know, something like sketching or like cutting things, collaging or, you know, something like that. Um, And there's no need to shift a behavior. Like if nothing's, you know, kind of self-harming about it. Right. Mm. Another way it could go is like, maybe you do that and it is things that you need and you do have the money, but you're like, not used to having the money and you're like, oh, I don't deserve these things or it's feeling really scarce or whatever. And I feel like, you know, under those circumstances, then it's like, okay, honestly, like the slowness, like, let me just notice that I feel like that. Hmm. Okay. There's a scarcity, you know, there is a feeling of scarcity. There is a feeling of not deserving. A lot of times, you know, like we're saying with the shadow work, you know, wherever you go, there you are. Right. So you may at that point be like, oh yes, scarcity and like lack of self-worth. I know those, they come up in therapy all the time or, you know, (laughs) whatever it is, right? Like, oh, that came up when I was doing this inner child work or that came up when I was like, you know, um, in that astrology reading I got or something like that, right? Or in in when I was like healing from my breakup and you kind of start weaving it together. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. that stuff's showing up in money too. That's interesting. Let me like note that and just you know, deepen the complexity of my like healing landscape because healing is just like weaving these little, you know, Mm -hmm. and magic, right? It's like just in artistry, all those things. (laughs) It's just collecting threads, right? And weaving them and going on your path. And it's like, they will, they will develop and they will unfold into like larger revelations. You know, you don't always have to like push it, right? Um, The other way in a kind of generalized, like, okay, building some baseline self-awareness, what would be my next step? My next step would be building what I call financial intimacy. Mm. Um, And the, the phrase together, financial intimacy, I first heard as it's the title of a book by uh, the financial author, Jaquette Timmons. And um, that book is like a really great book about relationships and like intimacy and money that is like specifically written uh, with the lens of like professional black women. Um, But, you know, is a great read for anyone who wants to kind of like do money better in their relationship. But those words together have started to mean something different to me, which is like about actually like building more intimacy in your relationship with finance, like getting closer to your finances, holding them more tight, like being more intimate with them. And so I feel like once you start to get that awareness, the financial intimacy piece is the next piece. So that means things like checking your bank account regularly, right? Like that on any given day, you know, just like on any given day with someone that you're very intimate with your partner or your kid, your best friend, you know, your parent, you might be able to say like, oh yeah, I know how they're doing today, right? Like pretty much every day I know how this person's doing. Okay, do you know how your money is doing every day? You know, like, do you know how much is in your bank account? How much savings do you have? Like, what are the interest rates? Like, how much debt do you have? Like, how much impact did that credit card payment have? And like, what does that mean? And, you know, how many months is it gonna take you to pay it off? And um, like what your goals are, how much you actually earn, what your take-home is, like, you know, how much profit you made from your business, how much profit you're making per individual product, like all those pieces of information that even though we're like navigating these things and often doing it quite 
geniusly we might not actually know like a lot of those things you know so just being like okay let me actually get to know my money a little bit better Mm, I love that yeah I know I have like a complicated money story so like even when you're saying like do you know how much money's in your bank account like check it more than once a month I was like ooh, (laughs) my body's like okay (laughs) I know where do you feel it I feel like it's like a tightness. It's like, uh, like in, the your, ch- in your chest here. Yeah, it's like I yeah. don't want to take any action. It's like uh, I don't want to do this. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I know, like it just feels so draining. Like energetically, it's like oh, I'm gonna have to check all these things and be realistic about this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a step of self awareness. Okay, when I, you know, I'm feeling that tightness in my chest. What does that mean? It's close to your heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's also like that boundary, like you were saying, right? You had your hands up like this. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, please push it away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you talked about like shame and like, you know, removing like capitalism and stuff. So I love to know more about like how your your approach to like removing or even acknowledging like shame in this and and like like you said, sometimes it's external stuff. It's not our fault, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, shame, I don't know if I truly have that much, like, here's how you heal shame. It's more just like, hey, let me just note and point out the way that like all these things actually are shame, right? And that shame, you know, as we really know, like ultimately kind of just trying to myth bust shame, right? Like Mm -hmm. shame is a complete waste of time, is a complete waste of your energy. You know, you were like created. It's a miracle that you were created. There is absolutely no way that something is like uniquely wrong with you. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. like, it's just not true, right? Like there's nothing about shame that is stands in truth. And, um, you know, that shame, also is and like you're saying this is in the book like shame is like internalized oppression right so it's like there's depending on where we're standing in the kind of you know racial geographic like economically imposed caste system that we live in there's a lot of messaging like oh well you don't have resources Mm. you don't have you know whatever kind of resources oh, that's because something's just not as good about you. Mm. And that's the message, you know? So I think um, just trying to inhabit the energetic space in your resources, in your money, in that kind of material realm of your life in a way that says like, no, I have a right to have money. I have a right to have resources. I have a right to be a resourced person with agency. And I am going to feel comfortable with that. And then I'm going to like do what I need to do to engage that relationship in a more loving, like self-loving way. Mm, I like that. I was kind of seeing, so like, Uh, I'm Jewish and in Judaism they teach us to like question everything like if we Mm -hmm. don't uh, like relate to something in the Torah like question why right and -hmm. I just kept seeing like I think like that it's a big first step like how you're saying like you know 
maybe it's not about healing the shame, but I think for a lot of people, even just hearing that or like acknowledging that, like, this is a tactic that you grew up and, um, you know, uh, living under or accepting as like truth. And like, you can just question that. Like, I like how mm-hmm. you're kind of pointing out, like, you know, I want to take up space in this instead of being told like, you don't deserve a space in this, or you don't have a space in this, like questioning every like <laughs> negative thought around money around, like, I do deserve space in this. Like, what if I did deserve this? What if I I could achieve this or have this? But I just kept seeing like this, I don't know, this like visualization of like everything that pops up around like external, like capitalist money, shame stuff. Like, what if it wasn't like that for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. that's really powerful because a lot of shame and capitalistic stuff, like it's designed to take away our power. So if we're just inherently like, I'm going to give myself my power back. Like no one needs to give it to me. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that idea. And questioning, you know, on all sides of the spectrum, right? Like that's the thing too. Money healing, healing your finances is not just about getting more money, right? Because it's like healing your finances is also for people who have money and have privilege and have generational wealth, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. other money wounds. That's like questioning, you know, questioning, the the family patterns right like questioning what you've been taught you know about like sense of um like righteousness or like secrecy or Mm. um, manipulation using money or you know entitlement to um like pass on wealth between generations or you know just like things like that right so it's like I like the idea of just questioning and just being like okay well what if something else was true yeah like what if like this isn't all of what is and yeah I do I always love that questioning energy my kid is a Sagittarius and he's 12 and he was just sort of saying um on our a long car ride we were on he was like because sometimes he'll I'll say something and he'll question it and then I'm like it's kind of rude like you know or devaluing or you know like undermining or whatever how you're questioning it right now and he's kind of like yes but anything anyone says is like always this question of like but what if that's not true, you know? And I was like, that we were just like, that's the Sagittarian way, but also often it's rude. Don't say it out loud, you know? (laughs) But I like, you know, I think it's a good instinct, right? Like what if that wasn't true, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Sagittarius rising, so that makes sense. Okay, you get it. (laughs) I'm like, hmm, this is a thing, okay. I know, I'm like raising a Sagittarius. I'm like, a lot of my job is just being like, that is something you shouldn't have said out loud. <laughs> it's fine to think that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, first we read the room, then we decide. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I feel like I was always very inquisitive. Like I would, I wouldn't say it out loud, but I would just be like, why do people do this? Like this just seems harder. I do that to my yeah. boyfriend. I'll say it out loud to him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, cool. So now I want to know like, the witch part like how do we start incorporating like maybe in our witchcraft practice like money mm-hmm. anything around money I'm curious my I'm like I would have to say that I'm more of like an altar-based mm. pra- practitioner than a like ritual-based practitioner although I do engage in a lot of ritual in different ways I feel like a lot of my ritual practice lives more in my Judaism um mm. and my kind of like witchcraft lives in like an altar-based work um 
and that kind of like temple priestess energy. Um, so I feel like making a little money altar is like a great way to start or just like carving out a little bit of space on your altar. That's like, okay, this is the money altar corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that altars are like incredibly powerful for multiple reasons, but they serve as a reminder of internal like healing work that we're doing, you know, like our intention, our focus, our desires. So making that external reflection um, is very important. And I think also like humans really seek that mirroring experience, right? We want like what's happening inside of us to be reflected externally. And so I think the altar can also serve as that kind of like nourishing energy. So it's also going to like nourish your relationship with money. And then, you know, then you can do the manifesting work or the ancestral piece or just sort of like see what arises in that space. Mm. So for like, if somebody's like, okay, I want to create like a money altar or Mm -hmm. space in my altar, what would you recommend for like, what they should put on it or thing you know like different things like that I know people always mm-hmm. have questions I've gotten that too it's like what's the right thing I know there is no right thing but <laughs> totally yeah um but if you wanted a little startup guidance like again just like you're saying there's no right you know Amanda's got it right like there's no right way or place or you know way to be things to put but uh, if you wanted to get started I would say like put down a cloth or a tray that feels like rich to you, you know, so maybe it's like gold or purple or red, um, or even has like a money print on it or like, you know, rhinestones or whatever it is. And then um, actual cash. I'm a big fan of like actual cash. Uh, It could be, or coins, it could be ones that feel like special to you or that you've like, you know, stashed away, collected over the years or um, money that comes from, you know, countries that you have connections with um, emotionally or ancestrally. It could have um, like any kind of crystal or plant friend that is like an ally to you that feels you know like a part of your healing process like citrine pyrite you know those are kind of like like you know the different stones do different things right green calcite um there's so many even thinking about like for example the protection stones right like um putting uh like obsidian if you're looking for kind of like protection and grounding in your relationship with money Mm. or um putting uh, black tourmaline if you're looking to um, really try to remove some of other people or even like through the lens of like systemic other people's like uh, imposition in your financial life. Um, So those are a few ideas. Yeah, I love that. I don't know if you've ever done this, but like a lot of the time when I do the work with my clients, I have them like visualize like aspects of like their being so like if they don't feel confident I'll have them visualize what does your confidence look like if it's like a human or something mm-hmm. and like I've done that before for money and it was mm. really eye-opening because you've been talking about like the relationship to money and I I haven't really thought about it like how can I be more intimate like actually and maybe for some people like treating it like a person like yeah. what is money to me yeah <laughs> when I first did it I saw it as this like really 
like greedy like grimy man <laughs> and I was like oh this is very uh, revealing for how I feel about money so yeah I don't know if you've done anything like that like if you have like any like rituals because I know you say you mostly do rituals like in your more personal stuff but mm-hmm. yeah no I haven't done that it makes me want to do that actually <laughs> there's a couple um I can't I think one of the book there's a book called make money your honey um I think the author is like um Amanda Abel but there's some other person too that has like something like that right like that kind of like oh date you know like romance money like going on a date with money kind of as like a personified um being and it makes me very curious about it as well um my little rituals with money well I think a great quick and dirty like money uh ritual as in terms of like manifestation is always the kind of like like write yourself a check from the universe Mm. you know so it's like oh like okay I need to whatever if it's a long-term goal like this is how much I ultimately want to be making per year or like this is how much I want to have in retirement savings when I retire or even like this is how much I need by the end of the month to like pay this bill right and then you like write a check out like from the universe you know to Mm. from the bank of abundance to the bank of the universe like to me and you don't even have to put a number you can also just write paid in full you know like like to me and my like abundance paid in full from you know the infinite source of the universe Mm, I like that yeah I think that that's also like I I like that a lot of the the stuff that you are talking about and and are giving is like it's a tangible thing for me to do you know because I think for money especially because well, sometimes money is tangible, like as cash, but like the idea of money is like intangible for a lot of people or like financial abundance. Mm-hmm. So I like that you're giving a lot of like grounded, like I can see the altar, I can see the check, like I'm writing down notes about my behaviors, like I'm taking, I'm looking at my actual bank account. Like I think that that, I don't know, it just feels very like structured. <laughs> I think for people who are very in touch with like the spiritual dimension, especially there is often a lot of ease in just like not fully being incarnated, right? Like Mm. fully human in this life, like right now doing things. And so it's helpful for us to do things that are just like, no human life, this human life, not like I'm in it you know, whatever, like I'm in the stars, I'm in the cosmos, (laughs) I'm in the past life, I'm in the future, I'm on a different timeline. I'm like, you know, talking to angels, like, yes, all of that, but also just like, yes, your human life, I think, um, is your top Mm -hmm. spiritual assignment in this moment. So I'm just like, yeah, like get, you know, little things that are just about like human life, material objects, like that's the earth journey. Hmm. So I just want to ask you, like, if there's anything that you wanted to share, like, if there's like my number one thing that I like telling people or something like, cause I know your book is coming out too. So maybe there's like yeah. stuff you want to talk about in that. Yeah. my Well, let's see. Um, I guess my number one thing is just like, don't ignore money. Mm. 
you know, no matter where you're positioned in it, like don't ignore it. It is harmful, right? Like you're hurting Mm -hmm. yourself and, and everything that you want is going to intersect with money because it's going to intersect with like material resources at some point, you know? Um, I think I would say that, especially sort of to like younger people, because it's easy, you know, there's for a lot of people, there is like a lot of ignoring money, you know, in, in your twenties, right. Because it's like, well, maybe you don't have dependents at that time or, you know, you're not like, I'm going to buy a house right now or, you know, I, whatever it is. Right. And, but I'm just like, yeah, just don't like, it is important. I promise, you know, and it, all the kind of like neuroses that build up around money are not self-loving, you know? So it's like, just, you know, air it out, air it out early. Like don't box it up, you know, and it's never too late, you know, but just, I guess that'll be my thing. Air it out, (laughs) open up the money box and air it out. Um, And I do have a book coming out, which I think the book will be out by the time this episode comes out. Um, It's launching March 1st from Chronicle Books in San Francisco. And um, it's called Money Magic, Practical Wisdom and Empowering Rituals to Heal Your Finances. And it's a seven-step system to healing your finances, right? To kind of like okay, if I want to go through a process of sort of trying to explore my financial life, trying to build that self-awareness, work towards goals, really identify what my goals are, like, what do I need to do to get there? What tools could I give myself? It's, you know, it's a whole system that you can work through. And it's also gorgeous. Um, The artwork is done by Broobs, who's just like an incredible queer artist in San Francisco also and um you know I was truly honored that they uh did the book artwork because I just love it so much yeah I was like looking at the like advanced copy that you sent me and I like that like the background is like indicative of like Louis Vuitton pattern but with like Mm -hmm. symbols like that Mm -hmm. I like that (laughs) thank you yeah and okay so one one other question that I did want to ask um we talk about like ancestral healing. So do you have like any, um, like any advice or any like stuff that we can do to maybe start, like, if we realize like, I know for my, I'll choose my example, like my personal, like my, um, my grandma was like very motivated by money. That was like the only way she like found security and, you know, like, but that's not something that, you know, like maybe I'm not intimately aware or understanding, like maybe how that fully affects me, but I still want to like, heal that in my line you know you don't have to use my exact example I just wanted to use that to Mm -hmm. ask the question but like how would people approach like ancestral healing well I mean obviously it's a massive yeah you know question in a way and um, different lineages have different approaches and I always encourage people to uh, try to access like resources and a system that works within your lineage because it will because it's the right one for Mm -hmm. you you know um so I feel like 
noticing the way that it shows up mm. in you, right? So like noticing when that voice shows up. Mm. Um, I think trying to identify whether the voice that shows up is an internalized version of your grandmother's story, mm. you know, like something that you have like inherited kind of like, you know, epigenetically or just mm. like, you know, the story has become also your story or if it's really like her voice, kind mm. of like an externalized, um, like, you know, unhealed kind of spirit energy. Um, and But really like asking the ancestor, asking the spirit, asking even the feeling what it needs like what do you need you know what are you afraid of what is the fear like what is the upset and then starting to try to make some offerings towards providing that unmet need you know kind of like um, whether that is, you know, could be manifesting in like the way that you treat your finances, you know, like the way you treat your finances could be an offering. Um, maybe it's like an inner child wound or it comes from a place of um, displacement trauma or um, like uh, hunger or, poverty. you know, so it's like, okay, what kind of offerings can you give, whether that's like a physical material offering on like an ancestor altar, or it's a behavioral offering. All things are options. I like that. Yeah. I feel like <clears throat> one thing that you said that really stuck out to me is like understanding if maybe the root isn't really tied to money, that it could be, like you said, out of like a poverty or like some other like mistreatment or something you know that happened in our life and that can be for our personal lives too right like our money mm -hmm. story. like I think that that's just really something important to point out like it, sometimes the heal could be from an inner child thing and if we acknowledge that piece of our inner child then it will help and alleviate like how it's the behavior is like um showing up in our lives in our money story or in mm -hmm. a, the way we handle our finances I think that mm -hmm. that's really um I don't know. I feel like sometimes people try and separate out everything. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah, nothing is separate. Plus it's Pisces season. Nothing is separate. Everything is everything. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So I'm like really excited. I think the podcast episode will actually come out maybe like a few days before you. Yeah. It'll come out on the 25th. So cool. it'll be like a good, like couple of days, like listen to sneak peek of what's in my book. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I want to say like, personally, like the, maybe the reason why I see you as a celebrity is like, you're one of the people that's out here saying like, it's okay to look at money. It's okay to look at your finances because there is a lot, like, at least in the U S like culturally, like don't talk about money. That's something you don't even talk about like in public or don't say how much you paid for something and all these things. So like, I think it's great that you're just out here being like, let's always like money is okay to talk about we're breaking down stigmas and myths and things like that um so maybe like in my perspective with my money issues I'm like oh you're a celebrity that's really cool <laughs> well thank you I'll take it 
but yeah I just want to say like thank you for coming on and I feel like the stuff the way that you talk about money and break it down makes it feel like very like simple and attainable so I think that that's really needed for people who are approaching like really intense maybe overwhelming stuff yeah overwhelm overwhelms huge yeah yeah so thank you for that and I'm excited for your book to come out and to read your book (laughs) um thank you yeah and then if you have any like last minute like thing you want to say or if you just want to share like where people can find you where they can like book with you and stuff I'll put the links and everything in the show notes but always good to say it too sure yeah um thank you so much for (laughs) inviting me on today it was really fun I really enjoyed this conversation and if people want to see more of my work, you can find um, my website at moneywitch.com, new, new and impending uh, design coming uh, on Instagram is a great place to find me. That's my main social at money.witch. I have a YouTube channel, which will be getting a fresh drop of a bunch of new gorgeously produced videos soon. Um, I'm on Twitter at, I think it's money underscore, which, and I think that's it. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, you can get on a wait list for my coaching and I send out a notification, uh, when we have sessions open up. Oh, I have a newsletter every two weeks that I do. You can find that off my Instagram or off my, uh, website as well. Nice. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. And until next time, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Witchy and Weird Pod. If you want to stay up to date on all the latest and greatest, follow us on the socials under Witchy and Weird Pod. And if you want to stay in contact with our host, Amanda, follow them on IG under Amanda Sakratov Intuitive and Twitter and TikTok under Amanda Sakratov. And if you love Witchy and Weird Pod and want to support all that we do, become a patron and get access to exclusive benefits like discounts on merch, bonus content, and woo-woo experiences. As usual, everything is linked in the show notes. Bye!